Hey, Hannah. Hey, Kate. How are you? I am doing just fine. How are you doing? I'm doing well. What do you got today to drink? Uh, today, I'm enjoying a nice little protein shake. Um, a little protein powder, a little coffee. Um, threw half an avocado in there just for fun. Wow. Um, yeah, it's got some, some good flavors. It's mostly leftovers from the fridge that I just stuffed in there and called it a smoothie. That sounds <laughs> good, though. It's pretty good. Yeah, what do you have? Um, I just have some ginger tea. Mm. Been drinking a lot of warm tea today on this very hot day where we are <laughs> cautioned for extreme heat, but you know, it's fine. It's fine. I do tend to be a hot drink kind of gal any time of year. Me too. Like I like hot coffee or hot tea even in the summer. Yeah. There's mm. just like something about something that's warming mm -hmm. your inside of your body. I think it's like, it's hot outside, so I want to be in a room that's extremely air conditioned and yes. then I want to be enjoying a cozy drink <laughs> <laughs> exactly not very economic but oh well <laughs> oh well all right you want to get into it yes howdy, howdy from, from Houston. Houston I'm Kate and I'm Hannah and today we are going to update our favorites Woo. so about six months ago we did a podcast episode on our favorite books podcast episodes slash things we're listening to recently dishes coffee shop in houston and then we answered the question that we get asked all the time what kind of doctor do you think you want to be so we just thought it had been six months yeah. or so and we wanted to do a little update yeah, a lot of evolution a lot of changing you know growing as individuals so yes. at the same time a lot of the things that we're interested in tend to change too uh, so, Kate, why don't you kick us off? What uh, what are you reading right now? What are you interested in with your books? Well, I actually just finished The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis, mm. which I borrowed from you, so thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. This book was so good. Um, it was, so even though it's a Christian book, there's a lot of messages for anyone who is interested in the good and evil forces in mm. our world. And it really makes you think about a perspective on what might be a quote-unquote evil force mm -hmm. like little things like just picking fights unnecessarily mm -hmm. and just getting annoyed with people for just little human flaws that they mm -hmm. that make them them you know that's not really a big deal but letting yourself get worked up by little things and I've definitely been there and it really made me think oh wow there's a lot of things that I just need to let go and that it doesn't matter and life is good and we're chilling. So yeah. it provided a very interesting perspective on some things. I highly recommend that book. It was really good. Yeah, I love that book. I love a lot of books by C.S. Lewis. I think he does a great job of um, taking Christian themes and bringing a lot of really fascinating imagery or metaphors to them um, to make them relatable to a really wide audience so yeah I agree and another great part about it was that each chapter is like five or ten pages so it was really easy to read one right before bed mm. and then by the end of the chapter I was tired and ready to fall asleep so perfect perfect way to wrap up the day what a great book yeah <laughs> what about you what are you reading um, so since it is the summertime, um, I feel like I can dive into my enjoyable books a little bit more mm. than just like my, okay, I need to be reading something that is, you know, improving something in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so last, I believe it was last year, I read the first book of a series recommended to me by my sister. My sister 
is um, a book fanatic. She, I feel like, could qualify for having her own library. She owns so many books. Oh, wow. Um, but That's she's, awesome. She is a great resource to go to if you're looking for any type of book in any type of genre. Um, so she's always the first person I go to, and I'm like, all right, Suzanne, I need a book. Give me a recommendation. Um, and she's got something for, like, every category. Um, so one of my favorite genres of novel is uh like mystery i love a good like, Ooh. murder mystery or just like whodunit kind of thing i do too i'll it's have so to ask good. her yeah. too for a good one so i read the first book of a series it might have been two years ago but it was uh it's called the thursday murder club um okay. by richard osman so it's the first of three the second and third books came out um like a year maybe and maybe maybe a year after that so maybe it's been two years I think something like that but I've read the first two books which are Thursday Murder Club and The Man Who Died Twice but I haven't quite read the third book yet which is The Bullet That Missed now just quick little like preface of what these books are I I love the premise I just think it's so funny it's um a rowdy band of elderly individuals in a retirement community Oh my god! Solve a murder. <laughs> wow! Um, so it's, I love that. I want to be in that community. <laughs> and they're so funny, and they're just like the characters are all so unique, and it. I don't know. It's just like a, a really thick plot too. Like the whole time I was reading it, I didn't know, like who did what. Like it, it did a good job of like keeping things a mystery, but at the end, like still being very believable. You know, it wasn't like oh that would never happen. You know. Well, I mean, I mean, it's like. A, Who's to say? But <laughs> point being is uh, a really good book. I really enjoyed the first two. So um, I'm going to go home here probably in a couple weeks and at least and see see my sister. And I'm sure she has this book sitting on her shelf. So I'm going to try and probably reread the first two and then um, go read that third one, The Bullet That Missed. Well, I would like to read them when you're done. Okay, noted. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure she would love to lend them to you. Yay. So. Okay. I'll bring it back. Okay. Awesome. All right, so next on our list was podcasts. So, Kate, what uh, what are you listening to right now? What's been playing through your headphones? Um, well, I am still listening to the same podcast I was listening to last time, The Optimal Body. This time, an episode that really stood out to me was episode number 299, Hormonal Health and Discussing What is Normal with Dr. Jolene Brighton. I really like this episode because she dives into female hormone health, which I think is fascinating, Mm. especially because I only really discovered how complex our hormones are Mm. like maybe a year and a half ago, and I just thought it was so cool, and how everyone's body works just a little bit differently, and what I like about this podcast is she mentions that she has an anonymous question and answer platform online where people can ask, hey... I'm experiencing this. Is that normal? And because it's anonymous, she gets all kinds of questions. Mm. So she's able to answer really honestly without anyone feeling exposed or anything. So she kind of goes through a couple of those scenarios. Um, And like one thing that stood out to me in this episode was um, she talks about different like libido changes and what's like normal, quote unquote, with libido because for women, your libido is technically supposed to be higher when you ovulate because that's just how your hormones are and lower during your period. But then she mentions that if you really do not want to have a kid right now, 
then your libido might actually be a little lower when you ovulate because you might be a little stressed out about like, okay, I gotta be really careful right now. And then higher during your period because you know that there's, you can't, it's a little complicated, but chances are you won't get pregnant during your period if you do have sex. So she just, she just discusses all the nuances and intricacies of that, which for anyone interested, I thought it was very cool and it was uh, just about 45 minutes. So 45 minutes of pretty concise targeted questions. That's something I really like about this podcast is they don't go on too many tangents. <laughs> Unlike yours truly sometimes, <laughs> they these the hosts do a really good job of asking specific questions and getting the answers and getting mm. really good deep answers in yeah. under an hour usually. That's interesting too thinking about the the format of that type of episode where you're taking questions that are posted anonymously because just thinking about a lot of the um lessons we've learned um in school about learning information from a patient you know we want to like give them a big opportunity to share and share and share and share as much as they can you know they talk about like if you just listen long enough your patient will tell you what's wrong with them right so in a in a setting where it's just like an online you know submission via i don't know email or whatever um, wanting to ask follow-up questions or wanting to ask about like other symptoms or something like that. Um, I'm curious to know if uh, if she thinks about that at all. Like when she gets questions that are sent in, like, ooh, I wonder if they're also experiencing this or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's know? a really good point. She, I don't think she went into that. Mm-hmm. I did listen to this a couple weeks ago, so it's yeah. not super fresh. I don't think she went to that, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So Hannah, what are you listening to? Well, um, podcast-wise, you know, I like to mix it up a little bit, but uh, recently, in the past couple weeks, since we've been doing our summer project, we've gotten a lot of exposure to a bunch of different surgical fields, Um, and it's definitely got my, you know, my mind spinning a little bit on, I'm interested in so many things, you know, and so I have actually recently turned to more like YouTube videos, okay. um, a couple different channels of current students or recent graduates from med school, and just like what their experiences were like going through this phase of medical school or going through this phase of trying to pick a career. Um, and just what they were thinking, what they were experiencing. And specifically, um, I have been watching, her name's Rachel Southard. She just recently graduated um, from a DO school out in California. And she's in her first year of residency uh, as an OBGYN. So she went through, um, you know, a lot of the shifting, changing um categories of what she wanted to do and what she was interested in so recently I've just been kind of watching some of those videos so like I said she just recently graduated so some of these videos were from two or three years ago some of them were from six months ago (laughs) you know and and just seeing what it's like to be in that phase of school or that phase of just your career um and still having some uncertainty or what it's like when you find that certainty of what you want to do and um, and just kind of seeing what other people's experiences have been like uh, to find that just relatable to what we're going through right now. Um, and I know we're only after our first year of school, so plenty of time ahead of us to change our minds a bunch more times. <laughs> but, yes. um, but yeah, I just found that interesting just to kind of have the the comfort of being reminded that this person who is very sure of her decision and um, set herself up well 
to pursue what she's truly interested in, not just what she was told she should be interested in or um, things that she should be doing to get into a program that somebody thinks she should get into. You know, she's, she just did all the stuff that she was passionate about and stuff she found interesting. Um, and that just gave me a little bit more confidence in the way that we've been pursuing school and been pursuing different activities and um, interests and whatnot. So knowing that like we're, we're pursuing just the stuff that we want to do right? to set us up for the future that we want to have and not um, trying to force ourselves to look a certain way for a specific application. So that's kind of what I've been listening to. She's really interesting. She's got a lot of good tips. Yeah, that does sound very interesting and very comforting with right now we have a lot of uncertainties in our life. So mm-hmm. yeah, that sounds great. All right. Next on our list is our favorite dish. Well, we've been eating right now. <laughs> mine is very, very simple. Mm-hmm. I have been really enjoying just ground beef with a little bit of onion. And last time I made it, I put some chopped up mushrooms in it, in there. So ground beef with mushrooms and onion, salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Cook that. Okay. Make some roasted broccoli. Perfect. And eat it. Oh, is that the last one? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is all. It is so... Mm. Good. I just love the fat that comes out of the ground beef. It's mm-hmm. so delicious. And yeah. if you add enough salt, it's just like, ooh, so good. So very simple, but right now I love that. Mm-hmm. And with the ground beef, it's like three or four servings, depending on how hungry I am. So it lasts like definitely more than one meal, but yeah, it's kind of nice to have for maybe a day or two after I make it. Mm, that sounds so good. Yeah, easy lunch. Yeah, it doesn't have to be complex to be delicious. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Hannah? Uh, So this sounds complex, but it's not complex. It's very easy. It's just a lot of ingredients. Um, But my favorite dish right now is like this Thai salad. Um, It's, let's see, let me, I have all the things in here. (laughs) It's purple cabbage, red lettuce, and red lettuce, you can do whatever kind of lettuce you want. I just like the red lettuce because it's cheap and you know very affordable for a med student so uh purple cabbage red lettuce green onions bell pepper carrots broccoli cilantro and there might be a few other things in there that i'm forgetting but it's just a bunch of fresh good crispy kind of veggies you throw that all into a bowl chop it up real fine um and then i store that just in a bowl um like in a salad bowl um in the fridge for however many days it takes me to eat all of this Um, And then when I'm putting it together, so I take, you know, a serving of that, put that in a bowl, and then I cook up uh, one little serving of, like, rice noodles. You could also just do regular rice, but the noodles are kind of fun. Uh, So a little serving of rice noodles. I also make chicken and keep that on the side. And the chicken you can get creative with. Um, The last time I made this, I, I marinated the chicken in a little bit of a sauce, which had um, honey, let's see gluten-free soy sauce I think or maybe maybe it was coconut amino it's very similar very similar flavor um sriracha a little bit of vinegar uh so I marinated it that sounds easy yeah super easy just put it in a in a bowl or a bag for half an hour to a couple hours and you just throw it in the cast iron like it's like I'm not here for complicated meals I'm here for the easiest thing right you know Hey, mine also very easy. (laughs) Just throw that in the cast iron, and then you can store that in the fridge as in a little separate dish. And then I, every time I put this together, I just make a little dressing to go on top of it to wet the salad a little bit. So, preparation: you get a serving of that chopped up veggie salad that you made, put that in the bowl, 
cook up a little serving of rice noodles takes like two minutes. Super fast. That's not an exaggeration. That's probably about how long it takes. <laughs> Put that on top. Then you take your little serving of chicken. You can heat it up if you want to. If you don't, it's good cold. Throw that in the salad. And then I make a little dressing. And the dressing, this is vital. You need to, it's basically the exact same stuff that I marinated the chicken in with peanut butter. Oh. So you make like a peanut sauce. So Yum. it's like peanut butter, sriracha, rice vinegar, a little bit of honey, and soy sauce. and Or coconut meat nuts, whatever your preference is. Stir that up and add a little water if it's too thick. You know, just... You just use what you got in the kitchen. Just make it work. And yeah. then spill that on top, stir it up, and as you say, eat it. It's the last step. You know, you just gotta <laughs> enjoy it. Enjoy the food. And it's so good. I think I had that like every day for lunch and dinner for like four days straight. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you were telling me about it, and I've been wanting to make it, but it does look complicated. Mm. But I think I just need to go to the store, mm-hmm. buy the ingredients. Right. That's the hardest it. part. Yeah. <laughs> it's really just remembering all the things that go in there when you're at the store. And I think the key to that is don't worry about it. <laughs> it's just, and also <laughs> make a list. <laughs> yeah. Make a list. And if you forget the list, just buy what sounds good. Mm. That's really what okay. you do. Just go to like that, fr- like the fresh vegetable section, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this would be good. This would be good. Throw that in the basket. Oh, this looks good. Throw that in there. Okay. And then take it home and... And then if you're like, oh, I forgot bell pepper. It's like, oh, well, don't put bell pepper in it then. It's fine. <laughs> I love that system. Okay. Yeah. So I would definitely don't stress. Do it's fine. It's not yeah. a big deal. I will definitely do that then. But uh, yeah, so good. I actually currently have all the ingredients in the fridge right now to make that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For lunch and dinner every day again this week. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be good. Gonna be it good. sounds really good. All right, Kate, next on our list, I believe, is our favorite coffee shops right now. We have done a lot of coffee shop exploring since we did this last one. Indeed so we have. I feel very confident in my decision in mm-hmm. this as compared to last time. Okay. Um, there are a few that I really love. Mm-hmm. Right now, I would say my favorite is a coffee shop called Campesino. Mm-hmm. It's in an old house like yeah house converted to coffee shop and they have the cutest mugs mm-hmm. they have some great little pastries they also have tamales mm-hmm. which are really good they have a little outdoor patio area where i've brought scooby before when it's not too hot and we sit outside yeah so and now we can walk there yeah we're so moved. close yeah so it's just a great little spot and i always get a lot of work done yeah what i love about campesino is because it's a it's an old house um you could have a group that's there that's in one you know old room or bedroom or living room or whatever and they might be a little rowdier a little louder but if you just go one room over like because you have that extra like walled off space it can be so much quieter in there and you can still get work done so even if it's really busy you can still find a quiet place yeah that is true yeah there's a lot of seating and it's just it's just a cozy little coffee shop I it really, is. i really like campesino it's a good one yeah me too what about you what's your favorite um well i'm sure you probably could have guessed this but um as you mentioned we just recently moved and we are so close to this one coffee shop that we both really loved before we even moved out here uh called mercantile so mercantile it's just it's so close to where we live like it's just so convenient to go there um, and just set up shop for the day. Uh, delicious coffee. I do love Mercantile, but 
last time i know i said my favorite coffee shop was toot sweet that one is still like pretty top of the list that is a great coffee shop they have really delicious croissants yeah i really like their treats um the only thing is we're just not as close to toot sweet anymore but yeah still pretty still pretty good i'll still you know wander over there i'm sure every now and then to get a a gluten-free brownie or something <laughs> yeah yeah it's still good something I really like about mercantile is they have like a big picnic table in the back mm-hmm. it's inside but it's this big long table with benches which I just think is kind of fun to have communal seating yeah not that I ever talk to anyone but I don't know humans are <laughs> humans are nice sometimes yeah it is nice to just like it's like when you're checking out of the grocery store you know just strike up a conversation with a stranger yeah just, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a southern thing. I don't know. but <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but I like it nonetheless. Yeah, me too. All right, Kate. It looks like we've come to the end. The big question. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> After about six months, um, first I want to know, what was your favorite specialty or the specialty you were interested in six months ago? And I'm sure it's changed a million and a half times in between then. Yes. But what correct. is it now? Like, what's the evolution of that? So the specialty I was interested in about six months ago was oculoplastics, which is kind of random, but it was because I followed this woman on Instagram who I really like and really admire how she kind of like does it all with being a mom and a gardener Mm -hmm. and basically making a homestead and also a surgeon. And I was like, that's what I want to do. So that's kind of why I said that mostly I think looking back um now just recently I've had the opportunity to shadow a cardiothoracic surgeon and this could be because I just really liked him and I liked um getting to observe him and his surgeries and his OR so that is the type of surgeon I think I want to be now is cardiothoracic more like cardiovascular so it would be Mm you know, in my head, planning it out now, which I'm sure it'll change, you know, very soon. A week from now. Yeah. (laughs) But right now, I think it would be really interesting to do a vascular surgery residency and then a cardiac surgery fellowship. Mm. I was talking with some of the residents and there's no integrated cardiac surgery because it used to be cardiothoracic surgery and now there's cardiac surgery and thoracic surgery and there's Mm. also vascular surgery. So it's it's kind of now split into heart surgery, blood vessel surgery, vascular surgery, and then thoracic surgery, which is like your lungs mm-hmm. and esophagus mm-hmm. and everything like in your chest, chest cavity. cavity. Right, but not your heart. So I really like the operations on the heart. I think they're so cool. And I really love the type of people who do that. Well, the type of people I've met who do heart surgery they everyone is just super direct Mm. and there's no passive aggressive it's only just like (laughs) get out of my way or oh my gosh there's more people in my OR more you know chance for infection you know just kind of of course you know the patient's gonna be fine but more chance for infection just the scrub nurse just making sure like everyone knows hey we gotta still be careful and I just really love that environment I love the environment of just no BS basically Because it's not about, like, your feelings getting hurt in the OR. Right. Like, that's not what it's about. No. It's about doing the absolute best surgery you can for the patient. You know? Right. Yeah. And at the end of the day, everyone is really nice. At the yeah. beginning, they might be a little bit bristly and, like, what are you doing here? And But once they get used to you, 
super nice. So I really loved it. And I think heart surgery is fascinating and so cool. And um, right now, I would love to learn how to do it. (laughs) That's great. I'm very excited for you. Thank you. (laughs) Just seven years of residency, but that's okay. No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What about you, Hannah? Well, I believe previously um, I said I was interested in orthopedics, specifically like amputations. Mm. Um, So I for sure am still interested in that. I have learned a lot more about the amputation side of things, um, as noted from a previous episode where we talked about like phantom limb pain. Uh, So the amputation side of things I still think is really interesting. Um, So in that field, I think I'd be more interested in maybe going the physical medicine rehabilitation route, which is PM and R. Um, so a lot of that is kind of recovery from uh, more traumatic type injuries. So like if you've had um, you know, an amputation, the kind of physical therapy that follows that, or a stroke, how do you kind of get your physical movement back or your, some of your mental capability back? Um, so those kinds of things. So PM and R I think is maybe where my orthopedic interest has shifted a little bit. But um, earlier in the summer, I went on a medical mission trip. And while I was on this trip, I was working alongside um, some doctors who were there providing, you know, the one being the ones providing care. You know, I was just like taking vitals and stuff, you know, <laughs> learning, learning the whole time that I was there. Um, and I had an opportunity to really talk to them and um, kind of just see where some of their passion came from. And I really, really love the environment of medical mission work. So getting to go, whether that means go overseas or, you know, here in Houston or just like in the U.S. providing care in areas where they're lacking. Um, And so I definitely have an interest in going a route that could set me up to do that well. So part of that um, would include potentially emergency medicine. Um, so definitely have an interest in emergency medicine now. Uh, the two doctors that were on this trip were both emergency medicine doctors. So I got to learn a lot about the field from them. Um, I love the, like the excitement that they talked about um, in the field and just the, you know, always keeping you on your toes. Uh, so I'd love to get some more shadowing experience with that. Um, you mentioned how recently, you know, we've been doing this project over the summer where we, we've got an opportunity to shadow surgeons and hear from surgeons. So maybe on the more surgical side, um, I'd love to get to know uh, the field of general surgery a little bit more because uh, that's another field that is really applicable to medical missions. So right now I'd say my top ones are like general <laughs> surgery. I'm just going to list like eight different <laughs> yeah. specialties. But it's like, wow, Anna, but this is I, great. You're interested in so much. If I, if I do have to limit it, I would say like general surgery, general surgery or like emergency medicine. I know those are two very different ones, but those are the ones that I definitely have some strong interest in. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I'm really happy for you. And it's cool that you have, like, a reason for those rather than... I mean, of course you think it's cool, but, yeah. like, you think it's cool because it's applicable to something larger. Oh, yeah. Which I think is very cool. Thanks. Yeah, I think... I think we all have that when it comes to medicine, you know, mm-hmm. why did we decide to go to med school? Why did we decide to pursue this type of career, you know? So it's because we have, you know, a bigger passion for something larger than ourselves. Yeah. So, so it'll be really cool to see that that play out in the future as this crazy journey continues to roll along. <laughs> yeah. And in two years, we will actually have a 
say uh, oh I am applying this, which that is scares me. <laughs> really crazy to think about. Yeah, to think like it's already been six months. Yeah. Like two years, but it seems like way sooner. It'll come it's fast. Just, yeah, it's just going to come real quick. It's just going to be here. And it's, we're just going to, and we're just going to know. I hope so. <laughs> oh, we will. I'm Fingers sure. Crossed. We just got to pick something at that point. At know? that point, it's like, well, just going to pick this and go with it. That's what the uh, the heart surgeon I shadowed, he said he just picked cardiothoracic surgery and went with it. Man, when he gift. was When he was 14 years old. So. <laughs> Different kind of mindset, but I was like, that's good really good him. to know that you just pick something and you go with it and things work out. Yeah. So... It's gonna be. It's gonna be good. That's a problem for future us. We don't have to worry about it so much right now. Right now, we're just gonna stick to just being passionate about what we do. Yes, which is learning, basically. Learning (laughs) and also sharing what we learn. Yeah, Yeah. Exactly. Well, thanks for listening. If you would like to email us, you can email us at howdyfromhoustonpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. The email is in the show notes. And we'll catch you on the next episode. See ya.